Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Karen Torok. Um, Karen is a surface designer and freelance illustrator who has an extensive client list. Her clients include American Girl, Mattel, Paragon Books, Pearson Learning, PepsiCo, Random House, Scholastic, and Sterling Publishing. And I was fortunate to meet Karen through Elizabeth Silver's um, business of surface design. So hi, Karen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's really nice to talk to you, Nancy. I'm honored to talk to you. Well, I feel very honored because you have such a lot of experience um, working as a freelance illustrator. And those people who are listening, I know they could get a lot from hearing from your experience. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> oh, no, it will be. And you're so nice, too. So I really appreciate this. So I was curious, you know, what can you talk a little bit about your early journey in becoming an artist and how that kind of played out? Um, how early we talking? <laughs> we, some people go all the way back. Childhood. I mean, Cause we could go back to crayons, yeah. uh, which I still use and have found again and have been using again. And it's kind of, um, it's kind of fun to try crayons when you're older. Cause I don't know, we kind of lose that playfulness. And so if you just put a crayon in your hand sometime, um, you can kind of get it back for a little while if you feel you've lost it. Um, but let's see. Okay. So yeah, when I was real little, um, I loved to draw since I was tiny. Um, my best friend who I've known since, um, let's see, since we were three, uh, swears that I drew the Kool-Aid man perfectly. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> um, at some point, I remember my mom bought me some pastels and I was drawing on colored paper. And I showed them to my art teacher who gave me a lot of encouragement, my art teacher at school. Um, I can't remember his name, but I do remember that he used to rinse his paint brushes off in his coffee cup. And then still drink the coffee. Um, interesting. I uh. that doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> so I don't know how uh, reliable his opinion of my artwork was. Um, after high school, I I didn't really want to go to college. My I wanted to play my drums. <laughs> oh, interesting. And yeah, I just wanted to find a band and play my drums and my parents said we'll just try college for one year and you know just at least do that and so I did and found out I loved it um I loved remember I don't even know if they have them now the big oh. course catalog books from colleges and you'd get them in the mail and I would just pour through those and the idea that there were all these classes and you could learn anything you wanted was like the coolest thing ever. So I did a few like studio art classes and they were fantastic. Like the life drawing classes and just the basic foundation kind of drawing classes were really awesome. And let's see, I eventually got really interested in photography. I had done some photography in high school and 
that was, I'm going to age myself a lot. That was <laughs> when you'd go in the dark room and develop film and all that. So I studied photography at Ohio University. And so my degree was in visual communications with an emphasis on studio photography. Um, but during that time, I don't know, I never stopped drawing. That's kind of always been my go-to. I used to put like, you know, when you buy like paper from an art store and they'll roll it up in that big craft, brown craft paper. Mm -hmm. I always saved that and I would put it on the walls um, in my apartment and just like draw in pastels on huge sheets of paper like that. And it was really freeing. And so I still do that, but so I don't, yeah, that's kind of my early beginnings. <laughs> but then there was so much work because I was reading on your website, then you um, traveled a little bit and you worked um, in house, it sounds like, and then you've switched over to building this um, amazing freelance career. Yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of done a lot of different uh, jobs in like, the visual arts field, I guess. Um, so after college, I worked as a photo assistant and photo stylist for commercial photography studios in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really interesting. Um, I remember <laughs> I was working on the set for a, um, commercial a tv commercial they were doing for like a grocery store for thanksgiving meals and so i was the person that like sat behind the turkey and i had this little um gosh i don't know what it was some kind of bottle that like let off steam oh. so as they panned down this long table that i helped kind of style oh. um whenever they would like get to me and they'd yell steam and I like have to press the steam. So I was like, you know, made sure the steam from the Turkey went. So for a while there, I was known as steam girl. Um, let's see. Then I worked as an art director and graphic designer for kind of a small advertising and marketing firm. Um, and I learned a ton. That was like when I first, started to like work with clients directly and deal with budgets um, and things like that, which I didn't learn anything like that in school. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. Did, did you learn any of that? No, not really. I mean, it's just only if I had picked up a client myself in school and that's where I learned the bulk of like you know, things you would ask or questions you would have, like, how big is this supposed to be? What are you putting it on? You know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it wasn't just kind of, I felt like, well, I mean, it's, it's nice when people give you the parameters like in school, but it's kind of, I don't know, there are just some things that your client won't always be aware of because they may or may not be knowledgeable about what you do. And in school, the teacher is pretty knowledgeable about what you do yeah. and how you're supposed to do it. So there's always things that I think are unexpected when you work with clients versus. Yeah, I kind of wish um, that 
that in school I had taken more business classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the toughest part about what I do. Um, so, okay, so let's see. So then I worked, I, I moved to Los Angeles and I worked at a stock photography agency and mm-hmm. I started out there doing, um, as a photo researcher. And that was when things were just starting to kind of go more digital. So they still had, um, when I was promoted to, I was promoted to photo editor. And so I worked with some of the photographers and they would bring in stacks and stacks of slides. And so I'd have to go through them all, but I learned a ton of geography because they were photos from all over the world. Um, So that was kind of fascinating. And then um, they, I, I switched to art direction at the stock photo agency and kind of ran their graphics department. Um, I think that was a really good job. I kind of got a much tougher skin after that job. Um, I worked directly with the owner of the company um, and he could be very particular. Like I would color balance photos and I remember one time he like called me in his office and he slammed his fist down on his desk. He's like, Karen, what do you see in this photograph? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, there's too much magenta in the sky. He was like, how much magenta do you think there, there is in here? I'm like, I don't know. I think I did the sky at like, you know, it was probably like 60% cyan and maybe, you know, 50% magenta. And he's like, see, it's too much, you know? So I did learn a lot about color and I can no longer look at skies without seeing, breaking it down into CMYK. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I got a lot. Um, I got really good at being able to take a critique like that and not get upset. Um, Let's see, so then I worked in, when I moved to Omaha, I worked at an advertising agency doing a lot of graphic design and art direction, Um, learned a ton, did a lot of logos and brochures for all kinds of clients from anything from like banks to the children's museum Um, to like insurance companies. And then I kind of got a little tired of that daily grind. Um, And, you know, once you start putting in a 12 hour day at your job, that's kind of just people expect it from you. Um, And I think I just got a little burned out and I decided, well, I'm gonna freelance. You know, like working for yourself is so much easier, not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I've been working for myself since 
That's awesome. And you've had such a long list of clients and you've done all kinds of fun jobs, I would assume. That did you have any favorites? Um, I really loved working with American Girl. Oh. Um, they were really fun to work with and I don't know, just kind of open to anything. Um let's see, I, I don't know. I've I've worked with a lot of different kinds of companies I let's see when I first started so I had decided one day that I was kind of tired of doing more graphic design like the brochures and all that stuff and yeah my heart was always kind of more into drawing and illustration and so do you remember the big books I don't know if they still do them like workbook and yes. directory of illustration and American Showcase. So, and they're, they're really expensive to advertise in those, mm -hmm. but I just took a leap and oh, wow. advertised in American Showcase and um, the iSpot. Do you remember the iSpot? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was maybe one of the first online portfolio sites, but I got calls right away from it oh. and I hadn't expected that. Oh. Um, so immediately I started working with companies like Mattel and Random House and Hanes and let's see, Scholastic. Mm -hmm. And I also did a lot of editorial illustration for magazines. Um, but my style was always kind of, um, I don't know, people always thought it was kind of whimsical and feminine. Like when I worked at the advertising agency, like even like the bank people would say my logos were too feminine. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was natural that I ended up, I ended up illustrating a lot of children's books for girls. Mm. Um, so for about 10 years, that was my focus was mainly mm. children's books. And um, yeah, and I worked with, uh, quite a few, like not just the publishing houses, but also like self-starting authors that were going to, um, you know, do it all themselves. And uh, they're interesting to work with. <laughs> <laughs> it can be either really wonderful or really difficult. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. But then you have this amazing... Um, surface design portfolio and so what kind of switched to that kind of area of the industry um so I had worked with um an author that did a series of books um she started a thing called flower girl world oh. and I did like her logo for her and her whole like kind of brand identity Oh, wow. and all the children's books that went with it and so she was at one of the uh licensing fairs and oh. an agent saw her booth and oh. asked her about um who her illustrator was and got in contact with me and so I worked with this agent for a little while um I don't anymore, but that's mm -hmm. kind of how I started doing like some garden flags oh. and like a gift wrap 
like gift bags, things like that. But just a few years ago, when I found Elizabeth Silver's classes, I didn't even know the term surface pattern design and kind of realized, oh, I had kind of been doing this a little bit. And I liked the idea of maybe trying to design my own things and then get them licensed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I, how I kind of ended up there and how I met you. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was so, it's been a lot of fun and everybody in that group is so kind and sweet. And I really appreciate you taking the time to answer all my questions about, you know, the different things. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was um, interesting that you just have such a wide variety of work. And so has the surface design, has that become more of your favorite? Because you kind of meld more maybe like the design and illustration of your, you know, your skill sets together? Yeah, yeah, I've kind of been trying to promote that more and focus on it more. Mm -hmm. um, I think the next time I do a children's book, it, I'd like it to be one that I write and illustrate myself. Um, I think you're doing that too, right? Aren't you kind of working on writing some things? Yeah, that's slowed me down in the illustration department because then when you have to write it, and it's been really freeing though, because I do yeah. love having that artistic control of like the writing, the illustrating. It's a lot more personal when I'm I feel like it's a lot more personal because it's all based on my interests and then how can I execute it with illustration? So yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. That's awesome that you're yeah. writing stories. I feel like, so when my kids were young, I would just, it was such an awesome excuse to dive into children's books all the time because <laughs> I just loved them so much. Like even before I had kids, I would go and wander around and like, Barnes and Noble and in the children's book section all the time. There was a, a really awesome gallery in Los Angeles. And I don't, I don't think it's like, I think you can go there online now, but not to an actual place. But when I lived there, it was called um, Every Picture Tells a Story. Oh. And they had like the originals of oh. children's book illustrators. And that kind of like, blew my mind like original like Richard Scary drawings and original Dr. Seuss and it was so amazing to see that in person um so I think that kind of was a huge like influence in me wanting to get into children's books and now you know all those ideas I had that I didn't have time to do when my kids were young like I'm trying to go back through all my old journals and <laughs> find all the ideas I had written down for kids' books. So. Well, fun. How exciting. Well, I know you'll be very successful because you already have the illustration part of it down. So writing the stories, it's just, yeah, getting the time to put them out there and get them together. So I keep coming up with ideas for yeah. um, books that involve animals. Aww. And I'm not good at drawing animals. So I have to, I need to practice that more because my, I've always been into drawing people. Hmm. I think you and I might be opposites that way. Oh, 
Well, I, I've gotten, yeah, I used to always draw animals, but then as I got further into focusing on children's books, I was like, oh, I'm just getting hired to draw people. So I (laughs) need to do more of that. So I just kept doing that. But yeah, I do enjoy drawing animals, anthropomorphic ones, because they're just a lot of fun and they're cute. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have yet to get called to do that kind of work yet it's always been like people so well see now maybe I should just have you <laughs> illustrate the books that I come up with because yeah I think that's what kind of holds me back like I start writing some things and I'm like but can I illustrate this <laughs> oh my goodness yes you could Karen you have so much experience and all the work that you've done I'm like Wow. I mean, I don't think there's anything you couldn't do. Well, that's really nice of you to say. Because <laughs> all of that experience, I really do think it makes it easier when you, you kind of know like the decisions you'll make and how you're going to approach something. I think that helps out a lot because, yeah, you've had all that professional yeah. experience. I remember when I did, I illustrated a Barbie book that was, um, well, a couple Barbie books that were involved horses and I thought oh my gosh oh no (laughs) I don't know anything about drawing a horse and I went to the library and like got like stacks of books on horses and then I even went and took a class um nearby so that I could it was like how to take care of a horse or something so that I could I think it was like on Saturdays for like a month Just so I could go and like be around them and see them, you know, in person to help with my drawing. And I don't know if it helped or not. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That is so cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. And maybe I need to spend more time at the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was wondering, so nowadays, how do you market yourself um, to get your work out there? Have you found anything that seems to work? better than other things Um, that you've tried? Well, I mean, mainly I have my website and I'm trying to do the Instagram thing. Uh, I'm trying to find like companies that my work seems suitable for and market directly to them. Um, Staying motivated to keep doing that isn't always easy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm thinking of joining the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators again. Um, I kind of stopped a couple of years ago because I got really busy with some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were help- very helpful for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I um, rejoined once I started more focusing in children's books uh, again with graduate school. Yeah, I found that everybody's so nice. They're in children's book publishing. It's almost like a rule, like you have to be nice (laughs) or something. It's really (laughs) sweet and friendly people. I've never, um, I've just had really great experiences with everybody in that industry. And I think that's part of my reason why I I, I love narrative illustration, but it was also the, the people that I kept running into. I was like, they're so nice. Yeah, same here. Very supportive and like, going to some of the um, the events that they have through the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. That's a long name. 
um, they would have like art directors come in from New York and kind of look at your work and talk to you. And they were all so nice and chill. And that was kind of just a really positive experience. So I was curious, you mentioned sometimes it gets difficult to stay motivated creating the work that you're pitching directly to companies. Um, how, how do you, do you have any tips for staying motivated? So I'm never like, I'm always motivated creatively. Mm-hmm. Like that never stops. I just like, I feel like my, like the ideas are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the business side that I find difficult to stay motivated motivated to do um you know pursuing self-promotion and all that kind of stuff I think having a any kind of support system like even if it's online Mm -hmm. like our little spinoff group um from the surface pattern design class I think even if we don't get to talk a lot just knowing that other people are out there that you have that you can talk to if you have a question is really awesome um, I don't know. I kind of discovered that I am most calm and happy when I'm creating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I'm creating as long as I am. So it's easy to stay motivated. Um, I have a bit of a art supply addiction <laughs> <laughs> and I keep a lot of art journals going at the same time. Wow. Right now, I'm really into, now that my kids are older, uh, I've taken some of their old picture books, like the, Mm -hmm. like the geography books or atlases, and I've been using those as art journals, um, kind of like covering the pages with gesso, and like in some pages, like covering it up a lot, and, um, but also leaving some of the like maps or different pictures come through Mm. and using that to kind of drive what I might create. Um, And so I kind of, I kind of use those journals maybe to like release all my, all my darkness (laughs) so that when I'm creating for clients, I can be cheerful. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Did you see, uh, do you remember that movie, Dead Poet Society? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I last saw it. Um, so there's that scene with Robin Williams and I think Ethan Hawke when he was really young. And they're in a classroom and he has Ethan Hawke stand on, a, on top of the desk mm-hmm. and look at the room from a different angle. And that scene has always stuck with me. So whenever I feel like stuck creatively in any way, to me, just finding a different place to create or even just, I don't know, moving your chair to the other side of the room and working, um, going outside and looking at the sky to me is always really helpful to stay calm and um, I don't know, reminding, reminding myself not to take anything too seriously. And it helps me be maybe a little freer with creating. Um, 
I have a cajon in my office. Do you know what that is? It's like no. this box. It's a box drum um, oh. that you sit on to play. And you can actually kind of mm. use it as an, I sometimes use it as an office chair. Oh, cool. And so sometimes I'll play that. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, YouTube is so awesome for watching other people create mm -hmm. and learning. And lately I'm really into watching like artist documentaries on there. Like, oh, cool. I've been studying Magritte oh. and Francis Bacon um, and their paintings. So I don't know, those are kind of the things I do to stay motivated. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So with all of the things that you have going on, how do you maintain a work-life balance? Um, because you had mentioned like those 12-hour days. Are you still working 12-hour days now? I mean, do you like, do you have things that help you kind of maintain a balance? Well, I've kind of been forced to have a better balance. I've had like some health issues the past few years. So oh. that kind of forced me to... Um, step back a little bit and make sure I keep a balance. Um, I had a spinal fusion a few years back. Oh. And so I can't sit for long periods of time anymore. Oh, so working from home is nice because I can be working on projects, oh. but then I have to get up and move around. I can't uh -huh. sit. Uh -huh. So I get up and go for walks a lot. Um, take breaks with my daughter a lot, um, get up and do housework. <laughs> yeah. So I don't work like a traditional, like long work day, you know, and then drive home. And, you know, so I think that's kind of been helpful. Oh, that's good. It's, it's definitely easier now that I don't have little kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, I I don't know, freelancing with small children. It's like, oh, they're wonderful because you don't want to miss that part of their lives. It's such a small part of yeah. this period of time. And so it's, I don't know, like, I pretty much kind of like stopped freelancing once my son got to, you know, it was just so hard. And then becoming a teacher um, full time, that was just a lot. Yeah. Um, so now I'm picking things back up. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, uh, and it's different. Like I said, when the kids are older, it is a lot easier to be able to, you know, kind of have that time where you can focus and then um, get things and done. I feel yeah. like I had the most work I've ever had in my mm -hmm. life was when my kids were really little, oh, like wow. at the worst possible time. And okay. I remember like when my son was really little, um, I had like in my studio, he had his own little desk oh. and his computer. And he was like really into learning different languages so I'd say okay come on we need to go do our work now and I would sit at his little desk and you know learn new languages and things and then I'd sit next to him at mine and yeah it was interesting trying to balance all that <laughs> definitely looking back I I would have gotten more help 
mm-hmm. I would have reached out for more help or um, something because that was just insane. <laughs> oh, and somehow you made it through it though. Yeah. <laughs> and made it work. So I was wondering um, if you could go back in time to before you started your freelance career, what would be some advice that would you would give yourself? Um, I think just in general in life, I think it's important to trust your intuition. If someone, even someone close to you yeah. tells you something that goes against your intu- in your intuition, don't listen, trust mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I was close to somebody who used to say to me all the time, Jack of all trades, master of none, because I was really into um, learning all different kinds of art styles and techniques and, you know, from photography to paper mache to oil painting. And yeah, he, I mean, he's, and he used to say that phrase, meaning, well, you're not going to get good at any one thing, um, which, you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't listen to that. And I just kept exploring. <laughs> yeah. I think also you like, you need to trust your intuition big time in business and like use your common sense. If yeah. when you're young and yeah. people are offering you a job, and they say things like, well, I can't pay you much now, mm-hmm. but there will be a lot of projects in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to really think the, that through. Does that yeah. really make sense? Um, if they can't pay you well now, why would you want to do a whole bunch of projects in the future mm-hmm. for very little money? And and yeah. you're not going to see, a, nothing's going to come of that. They're just, yeah. And let's see. Another thing I think is like it, when you have new clients, even if it's mm-hmm. a really big company, yeah, um, you and you think you can just trust them and go without a contract or payment up front, um, don't trust it. Don't ever hand over any files until you've been paid at least like a third. Mm. But don't, yeah, don't hand over final files. Um, without some kind of payment first Mm -hmm. because you just never know (laughs) yeah that's good advice well I appreciate you sharing your your experience being a artist and a you know designer illustrator and since this is a podcast and people can't (laughs) see your work where can they go specifically to Uh, see it well, you can go to my website at Karen Torok, that's T-O-R-O-K dot com. Um, I'm on Instagram under Karen Torok. I also have an Etsy shop. Um, it's called Pineapple Farm Designs, and I mostly sell um, uh, hand-painted ornaments that I love to do. Oh, fun. So, yep. Well... Thank you so much, Karen. And thank you, everybody, for listening to um, My Creative Life. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Oh, I'm glad, Karen. All right. Bye, everybody.